Welcome back, everyone, to session 13. We are officially a teenage podcast now, and we are very excited uh, to not only have a few episodes come out in the near future, but we have an amazing announcement that we are officially going into our first ad read because we have a sponsor. Not only is he a good friend of the pod, he is a step-in producer, but he is also an amazing MC DJ. The sponsor is, of course, DJ Breezy. You can find him on Instagram at Breezy. That is B-R-E-E-Z-Y. You can also find him on his website, The DJ Breezy. Again, B-R-E-E-Z-Y. And Grace and I actually went to go see him play a pool party at Lilo Beach Club yesterday. Let me tell you, he did a five-hour set of 90s and 2000s-esque hip-hop absolutely crushed it was pulling out songs i haven't heard in forever so if you're planning an upcoming party uh it's graduation season so if you know of a graduation party of course it's always a wedding season outside of the summer which we're going into in arizona so if you're planning one later for this year or early next year his uh, calendar is definitely getting booked up but he is absolutely the DJ MC you need at a wedding if you are planning to dance. And like I just said, he can do anything from throwback 90s and 2000s hip hop. If you're trying to rage face and go to the EDM route, he's also incredible at that. So definitely slide into his DMs at Breezy on Instagram and of course the DJBreezy.com. Our guest on session 13, we've been wanting to get her on earlier, but conflicts of schedule on our end. Uh, But we're very excited to have her on for, of course, this pivotal session 13. Her name is Kelly Davis. You can find her on Instagram through her uh, IG, which is Kelly, K-E-L-L-I, Davis, D-A-V-I-E-S, beauty. She's an esthetician that works with Grace, and she does amazing work. If you're ever in the mood for a facial or microblading, She is definitely the person that Grace and I recommend. Her prices are incredibly affordable, but her execution on what she does and her craft is such an amazing thing to not only know and to get done in the present, but to understand how she got there. And that's what we touch on in this episode is, you know, she's running her own business. And I am so thankful for what she said and how she really portrayed not only how she got to be um, 29 and going into her 30 year, understanding that she wants more out of her life and she wants to own a business and a successful business that gives her financial freedom, but how she got there. And then once it actually happened, how she's sustaining that and finding her way as a business owner, as well as a loving wife um, and a friend of ours. So all in all, it was an amazing session to get to know Kelly more. If you want to go ahead and schedule an appointment, you obviously can call Duo Salon or you can just go ahead and visit her on her Instagram. Again, that is Kelly Davis, K-E-L-L-I-D-A-V-I-E-S Beauty. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. And again, thank you to our sponsor, DJ Breezy. You'll definitely be hearing more from him, not only on ads, but as a producer as well on upcoming sessions. All right, let's jump right into session 13 with Kelly Davis. Like, do you want pictures of me when I was 29? 
Absolutely. Yeah, we would love that. And then do you have we, photos of you at 29? I'm sure. I used to be a crazy picture taker. Like so Polaroid, or did you guys like develop them? Polaroid? They're not <laughs> that old. Oh, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I don't Dang. know. How old is the Polaroid? Polaroids are cool now, so I, I assume know, it was the same. No, they were, they were actually, a lot of them were disposable cameras. Okay. Wow. That's great. I love those. Yeah, that's Except fine. You if you have them. Tells you anything. Uh, you I went on a field trip one time with a disposable camera, and when we first found out about them, you can hold down the flash button and slam it on your hand, so it just blinds you. It's like a full blash. So throughout the entire Carlsbad, Carlsbad Caverns, caverns. have you guys heard about that mm -hmm. in New Mexico? There's these gnarly large lava fields like lava tubes underneath New Mexico. They have these huge crystals in them. So on a mm -hmm. full, like, fifth grade um, trip, Aunt Barbara gave me a disposable camera. She said, take photos because I want to see you. It's my first big, like, trip out with my school. The only thing that I took photos of was my palm of the hand because oh. I just kept slapping them. And so when she de developed it, it was just the palm of my hand. Nothing about your trip. And that's my disposable camera story. That was the last <laughs> time I had one, though. I mean, I guess at Bianca's party, too, she had one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that was a 90s-themed... A 2000s. Uh, so that was, what, 2001? Yep. I think when I looked him out, looked him up, yeah, between 2000 2001. That makes sense. Yeah, shortly after that, if anything, because I just moved in with her. So, yeah, like 2001, 2002. I'm to think, yeah, so I'm... Well, you turned 29 going into 2020, right? No, 20, I'm 2000. Sorry, 2000, sorry, yes. I turned 29 going, going into, into yeah, the 2000s. In yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. 17th? 8th. 8th. Okay. Happy early birthday. I this know. This is so oh, cool. Exactly Cheers. Let's start this bad boy. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. First birthday podcast. Yes. We haven't done that before. Oh, we were thinking about doing, Trego wants to do one for my 30th, but to have everyone who's ever been on it try to stop in at one point. So you have like this big mashup of oh, one. The list of it. But we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah, I gosh. don't know. That's a Trego ambition. That was. Um, yeah, so going into your 30th, yes. 30th birthday of the millennium, right? So they call it? Me, I'm a Gen Xer. I know that, but going into the millennium, isn't that what yeah. they oh, say? Yeah, Y2K. Yes. Yeah, yeah like Y2K, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, when I was reading your form that you filled out, you were definitely the only person who had a lot of energy about going into their 30th birthday. Like, it was very, like, you seemed like you were just kind of screaming off the page. Like, this was a big year for it me. Was. Would you agree? Yes. Where were you living at that time? Walk me through kind of the life of Kelly. <sighs> I was living in my apartment, a little one bedroom, off of 24th Street in Camelback, which I loved. Yes, mm -hmm. definitely. It's a great area. area. Yes, right? And um, it was just, I was in a good spot. Like, I, I was starting to really do a lot of self-reflection. A lot mm. of major life changes happened during that time. And was that a product of your environment that was going on or something that was leading up to your 30th that seemed to kind of pull I you into that? I watched a lot of Oprah. Okay. <laughs> Shout out. Okay. I watched a lot of Oprah and a lot of Dr. Phil. Oh, my gosh. And they were just telling you kind of how to go, what you were doing. You know, she just had people on there that would really make you look at yourself. Mm. And I would see it and I would be like, oh, my God, I do that. Mm. Wow. Was there I one in particular to, that yes. like stands out the most? Yana Van Zandt. Mm -hmm. Do you Ooh. know who she no, is? No, not at all. She's amazing. Okay. She had a show on OWN for a while. 
Well, um, who, who the Yama Fix My Life is what it was called. She's like a life coach type okay. of person, but she's also like a minister and like, a, but she's straight up. Like oh. she pulled no punches as she would read your mail for real. Oh, and, like, but, yeah, and thank it's, you. it was interesting because it was like, you know, somebody would go on there and say, oh, you know, I need help with this situation and thinking that she was going to like give it to the other person. Oh, she would really hold them accountable, accountable. Mm. for their p- role and because everybody has a role. Right? Totally. Absolutely. So I just learned so much from from that. Isn't that crazy that it seems like in 2000, that would be daytime television mm-hmm. classified, right? Three o'clock. Right. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was so such held at such high regards, it seems then, where now it's. No one watches. I don't feel like anyone really watches that TV anymore. Or you do it on YouTube at night or some Something, other point. Yeah. But that standing out on your 30th birthday talking about Oprah. And who was it one more time? Ayanla Van Zant. It's a crazy okay. name. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool that that in your 30th stands out so much. And that in particular show helped you go into your 30th and try to want that transition. I don't feel that I can relate to a TV show, daytime television mm-hmm. show, that... I feel like in our generation did that. So I grew up watching daytime television. Oh. My best friend Larissa, we'd have to get home off the bus so she could get home to turn on Oprah. It oh. was like a routine wow. every day. That oh was like God. from fifth grade to into my eighth grade year. Wow. That was just like our routine. And then she had our chores around the house and things we just hung out and did or whatever. But we'd go home to go watch Oprah. Oprah's generational. Yeah. I can't remember if that was still, if I was still using my VCR or if I had switched over to my TiVo. TiVo, totally. Because <laughs> yeah. that was shortly around that time. Right. And I resisted that whole transition. Really? I okay. did. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I was that person. Like, I, I just was like, you know, when it, CDs came out and I was like, I'm not paying all that money for that little disc and this and that. And, you know, I just, I don't know what was wrong with me. It, okay. I'm so not like that now. Oh, okay. That was my next no. question was, it seems like VCR and CDs kind of in that same mm-hmm. transitional phase of technology. Do you still carry that into like your day-to-day lives now? No. I am proud to say that I have... Evolved. Cool. Good for you. <laughs> You're like, oh, I have evolved. Now I, I'm like, ooh, that's new. That's yeah, that's cool. shiny. Let, yeah. Let's do it. You know? Yeah. That's oh, awesome. God. Yeah, VCRs and CDs and all that was. I mean, I don't remember the first VCR, but if you watch TV shows, I think we were just watching a that '70s show or something. And they had I don't know. Yeah. Take it out and rewind. And it. they were so amazed. Like we're we're not gonna watch it live. We're gonna record it and watch it the next after hour just to say that we could do that. It was such like a pivotal technology. Yeah. And oh lord, don't like not rewind the tape enough and then you miss the end of the show oh yeah oh, like, no. a no no oh my gosh yeah, recording or if someone over put people. something back that's what I grew up with my siblings someone wouldn't record the v- VHS all the way mm-hmm. so when you go to watch it and it was like just the rule when you're gonna put it back are you talking about in the, the case way. or are you yeah, talking about just case. rewinding it Oh, either way, you're gonna re- you used to be able to rewind it in the th- um, mm-hmm. in the VCR the you machine, have, yeah. yeah. But these, if they didn't do that, they put it back on the shelf, and then, and then you had to rewind. And you gotta go sit down, gotta kind. do it. What was it rewind? Be kind. Was <laughs> yes. that that whole thing? Mm-hmm. Total side. I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember um, that they had these separate, super fast rewinders that were outside of the VHS player? Because mm-hmm. the VHS player would only rewind so quick. So if it's a right. two and a half hour movie. You're waiting for like 30, 45 seconds, right? <laughs> so I remember they had this little red 
NASCAR looking thing and you would stick the tape in there and it would just go blazing fast to the very beginning. You, you know, had that at your house? house? Yeah, we had that in my house. We weren't that fancy. Oh, yeah, my no. God. The 30s. <laughs> just hold it yeah. for the you know, hold and the button. Hold um, the button. So, but the, the transition, the pivotal moment was when I went to Blockbuster. Okay. There was a blast. Oh, yeah. And they did not have the movie that I wanted to watch in VHS. They only have it in DVD. And so I was like, okay, oh. I'm going to be forced to... What movie was it? I don't know. Oh my gosh, that had that's that even the so dual cool. system. We had the VHS on one side and the DVD <laughs> on the other. We had one of those too. Yeah. yeah. Or it was the TV with the VHS at the bottom, and you had the aux cords that would go into the DVD player. Oh, I, I think we just jumped straight into DVD. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that I didn't enjoy yeah. it like that, but that I was my little can. TV I had in my room. Good was, for you. you know? And that Christmas, I was given two DVD players. <laughs> because oh. you were they were like, okay, this is enough already. Oh just my God. Here you go. Do it. When you were living over there in that time, were you, is your family from here? All your like, I mean, I grew up here. I've lived here since I was eight. Got it. So. Okay. And how big yeah. is your family? I just have one brother. Wow. Mm-hmm. Older? Older. Okay. Four years. And he lives. He lives in San Antonio right now. Okay, got it. For work? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, you want to share with Nick what he does? He is a chef. Oh, no way. How have yeah, we not talked about this? He's an chef. Oh, my gosh. That's cool. What kind of food does he work in now? Um, I, I would say American cuisine. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I think in an alter, alternative life, I was a chef. Really? Yeah. Like You like to cook? Yeah, I... I, I, I like the allure of being a chef, just being that versatile or just sticking to like steaks for the restaurant and like all night you're just cranking out really good steaks or just having that environment. It's so chaotic, but so organized. I feel like I would thrive off of it. My first job was in a, off of Tatum and Dynamite, the old Kokomo Joe's right next to it. You know that area at all? It was a Cape Creek spot. Yeah, so it used to be a sushi joint. Then they changed it into a pizza joint, and the sushi bar got converted into a brick oven pizza. Mm -hmm. And so I walked in as a dishwasher, and I I told them, this is a total bullshit story, but I told them (laughs) that I wanted to be a chef. That's all I wanted to do in life. My goal was to learn it from the top to bottom, start me at a dishwasher, and let me go all the way to the top. And so they totally bit. They brought me in as a dishwasher, and then they flew a guy in from Italy to teach us how to do this brick oven pizza. Oh, wow. That's pretty so cool. at 15 and a half, I was doing um, brick oven pizza, and they started training me on the back, and then high school happened, and yeah. you were just rebellious as crap. Um, but I do wish I sometimes think... I don't think I would like to do the hours of a chef, though. It's and this, I was That's saying, intense. all the holidays. You, all the, you will never yeah. have a holiday to yourself. Does he have a family? He's married, but they okay. don't have any kids. See, I watched my head chef at the time go through it, start going through a broken down marriage because mm-hmm. he was working and trying All to the start time. this restaurant up. His three kids were maybe ages from like two to seven. Oh, so he was missing. Mm-hmm. All he would rough. say is like, how am I supposed to leave on a Saturday night if it's can't. at a recital? You can't do that. So And holidays. Yeah, Forget you're all it. the time. Every single spot, Mother's Day, you're probably yeah. cooking a bunch, which is coming up, by the way, just as a reminder yes. to all of us. Yes. I completely forgot about that. And so is my sister's birthday, which is coincidentally on Mother's Day. So it's and, a double uh, And Chris's. Yeah. And I'm yours, gonna... this whole yes. month. S- nine Next, months like, before weeks. this. What was that? <laughs> August of last year. Just letting everyone know for was some it? reason. That's <laughs> something around Ke- there. Ke- I don't think Kelly wants to think about her parents. Okay, not obsessing it at you. But <laughs> <laughs> no How did your parents end up coming to Arizona? 
well, we were, living in Mass- we were living in Massachusetts. There was a massive blizzard. Took like three days to show because you know back east they have like these huge driveways and mm-hmm. big front yards and took three days for them to like and we couldn't even open the front door hardly oh so like they got the garage open they like kind of you know shoveled their way out and it just took forever and my brother and I were having a great time. We were playing in the snow. Snow and, days, mm-hmm. not going to school. Oh yeah. And my parents were like, uh yeah, no. And so we they came to the not, desert? Yeah. Came to the hottest <laughs> state in the country. That's oh insane. My gosh. They're like, yeah. just keep going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the word does not get any snow. So yeah. What age we were you um coming out here? Eight. Okay. So do you remember the traveling out here? I don't remember the actual journey to get here, but I do remember getting here and thinking, because in my mind, it was like tumbleweeds and, totally. you know, people riding on horses. The wild and, West. Yeah. And then we got here, and I just remember thinking, what is, what is up with all the fences? Because oh. they don't have fences back east. Like, if you oh. look at people's houses, they don't really have fences in between the homes. Oh, Whoa. you're right. They don't. I, I was just in Nashville, and the neighbor's... Yeah, it was like this gentleman was walking from the back house behind us mm-hmm. because there's no fences up between all the neighbors. So if you can imagine, you have no privacy. Mm. Yeah, that's kind it's of so intense. Weird. Yeah, I, I I couldn't fathom living like that now. Yeah. But at the time, I thought it was so weird that everything was fenced. I so. wonder how, if you if we were to ask your parents, or and you growing up as eight too, did that make you as... And innately talk to your neighbors more? If they're walking like 10, 10 steps off your backyard, would you conversate with them more to get to know them more? Because now, because we have these walls, yeah. we barely talk with our next-door neighbor unless we're like, you know, In crossing passing, paths. Yeah. yeah. But because of that... Probably. Right? I would assume yeah. so. A cul-de-sac becomes like a completely open little community of people if you have no fences. Are we just all back there barbecuing and, oh, hey, right? come yeah. on over. Hey-ho. Yeah. Oh. I mean, always have extras just because yeah. they can see I what you're imagine. doing. Do you guys drive out here or fly out here? I don't remember. Man, that drive. My parents and family did that too, and I just... No thanks. Especially, like, <laughs> back then, like, man, that must have been tough. Chugging away in I a big, like heavy car. Cool. I feel like we didn't drive. Like you flew through, yeah. Because you know they were working for my dad was working for um, Digital, which was a huge. It was a huge corporation. Oh, okay. So I'm pretty sure they paid for us to move out here. Oh wow, very yeah. cool. Oh, so it's the best of both worlds in a yeah. sense. Relocate, but not have to mm-hmm. kind of start all over. Mm-hmm. Very That's cool. That's nice. That's amazing. So eight, you come out here. You're here for the rest. Of where we come up to is 29, but let's jump into the kind of the high school years. Oh, what was gosh. Kelly like? <laughs> what were you doing? I don't think we've ever talked about high school, Kelly. Oh, I don't think we have. Yeah. Where'd um, you go to high school? So I went that. to Ironwood High School. And where's that? Shout out. What's 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 oh, really? Oh, no I'll wonder love- you two are so close. Makes <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot more sense. It was, it was, okay, let me just say, we, it so I'm like 59th Avenue between Thunderbird and Cactus. It's where uh, Jake and Rachel and Jeremy went to high school. Got it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, My parents wow. old house And fun fact, we were the first class to graduate. It was a brand new high school. Wow. So we thought we were the business. Of course. We really did. Really coming we were, up it on was, You know what's cool? So my freshman year, I went to Peoria High School. And then 
everybody, you know, we're like, oh, they're building a new school. And they were bringing kids from Peoria and Cactus, I believe. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, oh, are you going to go? Oh, are you going to go? And then it was like, well, all my friends decided to go. So naturally, I didn't want to be left behind. (laughs) I didn't want to be missing out. So I went as well. And it was like being a senior for three years. Yeah, because there's no one above you. Graduating class. Yeah, we were the we were the oldest ones the whole time we were there. You know, the school's brand new, so it was like really considered high tech then. There was TVs in every classroom. We had like a a morning news little program. Oh yeah, we had like a store. You know that you could go and buy. You know, yeah, I was gonna say stuff, and yeah, it it was pretty fun. What is that called when you're the AV club? Is that what it's, that's what it was it's called, right? It's something like that. Yeah. We have that too. Man, I wish I just sunk it in my nerd a little bit more. I would have <laughs> loved to have been in the AV club. And what I was going to say, what a difference, because I'm from the Pure High School in the older buildings mm-hmm. before they expanded, a difference between there and then Ironwood. Like, yeah. well, that's a huge difference in yeah. all the stairs, and those classrooms were a lot older. And Pure was way further away from where we lived. Oh, then. really? Where did oh, you yeah. live at? 59th and... Um, Mountain View. Oh, which is, so okay. Yeah, North, couple, yeah. right? A couple miles from the high school, not yeah. that far at all. Not a couple Mountain miles View. from Ironwood. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that that kind of story, um, my mom was just telling me too, kind of over here, at that time, the city of Phoenix was growing so much that they were building new high schools and they were taking people from different zip codes to come yeah. into this and try to plot this city as it was growing Mm -hmm. where I don't feel like I ever felt that way in Phoenix. You know, I never felt that I saw that expansion happen. I feel like once I got to the more cognitive age, the loop 101 was done all the loop besides the 303, but I never go out there. Like all the highways were done. The expansion kind of happened because I'm assuming it was not there. It was not there. Right. It was all (laughs) dirt fields and stuff. And like from the loop, they were like piling up dirt and everything. So those stories is always so crazy to me because I was, I knew what high school I was going to. There was no changing it. That's how it was. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, They already built the infrastructure to fill in the high school versus having to build a, a build a high school to accommodate for the, growth of the city yeah because when we would go out we had to take i mean it would take forever right like if we tried to go to tempe or scottsdale or something it literally and you keep i mean we're driving from glendale so it took forever for us to get there yeah oh man that and you have to always have a dd Mm -hmm. oh yeah which was usually me oh okay do you, um, as you said you don't really drink nowadays do you not drink back then too much either i really wasn't i've never been a huge drinker Part of it was because I was cheap. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't want and, to upgrade to the VHS. Kelly, okay. I would say Kelly was going out like five or six nights a week. Though. I was she doing was the most. Okay. I okay. mean, don't get it mm-hmm. twisted. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be out in, in the scene and mingle and stuff. I just never had this super strong desire to be drunk all the time. So I just, you know, and plus, you know, my friends were really like going all in. So I just, it mm. wasn't that important to me. So I just would. I might have one or two, yeah, but that was it. Do you feel like you um, were always a little bit more mature than your friends? If yes. so, why is that? Like, was it your upbringing, your parents just treated you like an adult from uh, kind of the jump, or maybe the move out here kind of changed your mentality a little bit? Like, why is that? I have just always been like the group counselor. Mm. Like, I'm just the person that everybody has always called if they're having an issue or they need advice or I've been that person since I was in grade school. Oh my gosh. And my mom would get really 
annoyed that I would be on the phone for two and three hours. She'd oh. be like, get off the phone, yeah. you know. Oh Pick it up and that interrupt the conversation. Yeah, you know? yeah. minutes getting high. And she's just like, you know. Is but, your mom that way? Do people kind of pour out to her? Um, yes. I mean, both of my parents were in HR. Oh, okay. So she's very level-headed and like just... Uh, my mom's very analytical. Got it. You know. In a good way. Yeah. You know, she's like one of the smartest people I know. If I like, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Let me call my mom. She'll cool. know. Like she just, she's Always. a very, yeah. She was like a biology major in college. So I'm just like. That's yeah. really cool. That's I amazing. That gene, but. <laughs> 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 Got it in a different way. I, I, yeah. I mean, I was more like English and creative kind of stuff, but like math and science and that's that's all her yeah so i was gonna say jumping a little bit because you've been doing aesthetics for a while almost 30 years almost 30 years yeah i was gonna say how what? did you pick that over both your parents and the background that they had what kind of brought like drawed you in so i was gonna be a therapist which naturally would have been a great, yeah. great thing. Yeah. <laughs> the um, counselor really got that one right in high school. I, I you know, I really was going to do that because I'm like, I'm doing it anyway. I might as well get paid. Totally. Right. So I went to college for five years. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> okay. Where'd you go to college? I went to Glendale Community College. Amazing. And then I went to ASU West. For therapy. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Feel this onion back. Keep it going. Okay. Five years of college. Um, and then I, well, so when I started out going to school, I was going to school full-time and working part-time. By the end, I was going to school part-time and working full-time. Mm. So um, I went into the counselors just kind of figure out where I was, what my plan was, right? Mm. And they were like, it's going to be about eight more years. And I was like, mm, no, it's not. Oh, my god! Like, I can't even wrap my mind around going to school for eight more years. It was it because you it. were doing half time. So maybe it would have been like another three or four at um, that, that rate or at like a full time rate. Uh, yeah. Well, and I had been going part time. So I was kind of probably behind, mm. you know, credit wise. Yeah. Um, I could also couldn't wrap my mind around the cost of it. I yeah. do not want to be strapped with that kind of debt. Totally. So I'm like, I need to pivot here mm-hmm. and do something. I need to figure something else out. About how old were you during this point? Early 20s, I'm going to say. And are you, um, you're working to go to college? Like, are well, you so paying what? for I'm, most of this? Say 18, 19, 20. I was about 22. Okay. Okay. But and you were working your job to pay for your lifestyle or to pay for college? I was working to, you know, pay. I had car payment at that point. And, you know, I mean, I was still living at home, but Mm -hmm. I mean. Bills are. Yeah, I still had, had, you know, and I had worked at Dillard's and working at the mall. Yay. Got a few credit cards. (laughs) I'm like, got to pay those off. There it is. I got to pay those off. You know, I I didn't go too crazy, but it was enough to, to keep me not being able to move out. So mm. I needed to handle that first. See, and then school debt, you know. Yeah. School debt always was a big thing, too. But I wasn't um, shown how to not get a credit card. Mm-hmm. You know, like I wasn't shown that you pay cash with more things or where, like to balance a book. Right. That when I was, I felt like when I started to make money even as young, looking back at it, 
I was making a couple hundred bucks for a 16 year old a week is a great, like a good amount of money. Mm-hmm. And from, I was you know straight paycheck to paycheck, you know, yeah. just doing whatever we could, whatever we could. Um, so I couldn't even imagine being at a mall <laughs> at 22, especially With during that. Card. Yeah. During that phase, we're not only working at Dillard's, but the, I mean, credit cards for everything. I feel like that point where you were just getting them to get them and everyone was telling you to build your credit. Mm-hmm. I guess they kind of do that now. Well, a couple things. I was, you know, at, when you're on a college campus, they're like scouting these kids and like, hey, come over here and sign oh. up for this card. You oh, know, like they, they yeah, oh. they go after these college kids. I mean, that's the thing. They sell free money. At, I know it's not free money, everyone, but it kind of feels like when someone says here's a five thousand dollar credit card, mm-hmm. it's like, OK, well, yeah, let's see how oh, fast yeah. we can burn it's this very, thing. You know, they're 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 there and mm-hmm. like. Dang, that's crazy. Because yeah. I would think like, I didn't go to college very long. And the same thing, it was cost. And I was like, who am I doing this to prove to anything? But yeah. Were I you going to have to pay for yours too? Oh, I was paying for mine. Oh, yeah, you were. I was at GCC for a little bit. And I was actually working at FAIR. I was going to night school while I was at FAIR. And I, I just couldn't. That. I was falling asleep in class because we were working 60 hours a week. Like, yeah. It was so much. But yeah, and it was like, what am I doing to prove this mm-hmm. to anybody? And I mean, my parents were crazy. helping me, but... You know, yeah. it was, it, it got to be a lot. So I just had to, I just had to pivot. And How was that conversation with your parents? <laughs> you, yeah. know what's fun- <laughs> you know what's funny? My mom found a letter oh. that I wrote her, like, pleading my case of to why I needed to stop going to Before school. Before you talked and, to her? Yeah. Oh. And like, <laughs> that why I wanted to do this and that, you know... I. It's so crazy. And how did she take that? Well, I mean, she... And I read the letter and I thought to myself, I mean, I, like, outlined why I needed to stop going and why I needed to do what I'm doing now. Are you saying she found it recently? She found it probably, I want to say last year. Got it. Okay, okay. okay. At the time, though... Did she find it before you talked to her at that I moment? I wrote it and gave it to her. Oh, okay, uh, got it. And then she I found felt it years like, later. I Mom's felt like... Best. I needed to be able to say everything I needed to say, mm-hmm. and he, she needed to hear all my reasons before we got into a conversation. Totally. And she just, you know, she's like, promise me you're going to go back to school, you know. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you did just a different kind of school. But, yeah. you know, I mean, I told her, I mean, at that point, I'm like, I want to go to aesthetic school. Like, I, this is something that I, I, I've been doing my friend's hair and makeup since I was in high school. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that was something else that I was interested yeah. in. Okay. I, I just, it just came to me naturally. Mm-hmm. I'm more of an artistic person. So yeah. And how long is the schooling for that? It was less than a year. Oh really? Oh, well, it's just aesthetics. So yeah, yeah. it's just skin. Got it. So, um, yeah. I and then where'd you quick. go? What was your uh, first uh, salon or... Yeah, ba- let that baby bird fly. What happened? <laughs> so a gal that I have known since I was really young, actually. I, w- I don't even know if I was in high school yet. Actually, she's... Okay, so she went to school with my brother. My brother's four years older than me. Mm. Okay. But she was working at this salon, and she was like, you know, found out that I was in school, and she's like, oh, I want you to come in and talk to the owner and blah, blah, blah. And so she essentially got me a job at the salon that she was working in. Awesome. And where was that? Cutter's hair. Cool. It's not there anymore. Was Cutter's that something hair. you had to like build commission wise? You were like building up or? 
Were you like interning? I so I started working there before I was done, and I was just doing makeup. Okay. Because when I worked at Dillard's, I was working in cosmetics. Mm. So they kind of just you don't need a license to do that. So mm-hmm. I just would go there after I got out of school, and I would and go in on Saturdays, and I would do makeup, and I they had like a makeup counter in there. So I just kind of focused on that until I was done. And that yeah. approximately it was around like 24 or 25, right? Mm-hmm. Around that area. Mm-hmm. Did, was 25 a big age? Like quarter? I think 25 for me. I said this yes, last time. But 25, 25 for me was, was big. 25 was pretty big. Um, <laughs> I remember we got like a, a... I was with Jacqueline and um, some other people and got a limousine and we were smoking Ooh. cigars. Yeah. And like, I know, isn't that crazy? <laughs> not to think. Not yeah, I mean... For your twenty fifth um, birthday, yeah, oh, that's awesome. That's Where'd amazing. you guys go after? You know, we just—I'm sure we went to some club somewhere. I don't remember when where, the clubs were good. There was a lot of clubs now. back then. Yeah, okay, like dance clubs, like on yeah. the west side. No, no. Oh. all over. I oh feel yeah, like Phoenix. I remember when I was just like barely eighteen. We still had some that played like more than just love the music that's out. Mm, but they're about. all the same now. Yeah, like nobody's playing hip hop or. Just what club was that? Club 18 or what was it? It was always on the radio that you can get up on Fridays if you're 18 and up. Uh, yeah, it was, I was on, on 92.3. Someone screaming at their there, car yeah. radio right now. They yep. know what the name of it yep, is. Yep. But, but anyways, yeah. uh, it'll come to me. Yeah. Hopefully. Oh, my gosh. There was so many. But there's so there many, and so I keep hearing about clubs. all that. Like, oh, Empire was on 24th Street in Camelback. Um, where else did we go? We used to go to Bobby McGee's a lot. I Bobby heard McGee's. about Bobby McGee's. We yes. went to Metro and the one in Scottsdale. Oh. Bobby McGee's, I've heard that. Depending really on how time. far we felt like driving. Was Metro uh, decent back then? Like, oh, are you yeah. About Metro we used to, when I was in high school, we used to cruise Metro Center. Man. And we used to cruise Central. I've seen the cruise. I've heard about the cruising Central. That was that's uh, a good time. So what do you mean just cruising? Just like driving around? Are you actually talking no, like cruising? Oh, the streets were like, you couldn't even get anywhere because there were so many people down there. And they're all oh. their souped up cars and they just Oh, you were talking down. about that yeah, on, yeah, yeah. The, on oh, yeah. that farm. Because they sometimes, oh. I don't know if they still do it since COVID, but I remember a person I was dating at the time, his dad's into all that. And so he mm. would take us and we'd go eat and he'd get our little chairs out. He have his little cooler of drinks, and then what? we'd just sit out and watch. Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Oh. That's crazy. We that there we would like six of us would pile in a car, and like, hey, hanging out the window, <laughs> and yeah. we'd pu- we'd see some cute guys and pull over and talk to them, and oh yeah. And what there's no phones. Alive. No phones. We had pagers. Okay, okay. So you're still somewhat a little bit, like the first time kind of being reachable once you walk out yeah. that front door. Yeah. Do you remember, what was your uh, technological bat- battle with the pager? Did you Having just get one? Having enough quarters. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you had to go call somebody, right? There if somebody paged yep. you, you had to be able to get to a Did pay phone. Did you have a, yeah. a special like code when you gave it to a cute boy so you knew it was them opposed to like your mom or <sighs> You know, I didn't else. date a lot, so I didn't have a lot of that. Mm, but I was a late bloomer. Pager? I was a late bloomer. Mm. What's a late bloomer? Meaning, like, I didn't date when I was until I was like in my twenties. Did that make you feel Long good time. going into the first one, or did that kind of make you nervous about going into the first one? Ah, uh, it didn't make me feel good. No, because mm. I, I always was like, "What's wrong with me? How come nobody wants to date me?" Mm. You know, and but was it you that? Was not wanting to be in the relationships at that point? Or your standard. Oh, no. Right. I just wasn't okay. getting approached. Hmm. Hmm. That's I crazy. would not think that Yeah, now not at all. all. Uh, not at all. 
That's interesting. And did it change at one point? Like, did you, do you remember like going to like a trip or something? You came back and it was like, what happened over the summer? I, kind of vibe? in that 29, 30, I made a huge, you know, I started like, I changed my eating habits. I lost a bunch of weight. Oh. I, you know, I, I just, my whole look transformed. Wow. Mm. So going all the way up until your 29th birthday, you, you were having kind of this battle in a sense, not a battle, but just kind of this, like what's happening. But did you ever feel like, like it was supposed to change earlier in a sense? Like, um, Oh yeah. It was very frustrating. Really? I mean, I, yeah. Because I was out all the time. Yeah. All the time. And, but I was always the wingman. Crazy. I was always, you know, my friends were getting hit on. Mm. I was always the friend that would tag along. Oh, come with me. I'm going to go see so-and-so. And I'm like, why do you need me to go? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you know, I was that, I was that friend. You're the like, counselor, I was just like you were saying. the person that went with everybody everywhere. Mm. But I wasn't getting any attention myself. Do you think, no offense to your friends, uh, <laughs> but are you, because you weren't putting out as much? I'm sure. That negative, not meaning that in the freeing way of like you're just grounded a little bit more. Yeah, oh. I'm sure they, I'm so sure that, that energy they was could. still a bit yeah, different. I'm sure they knew that I was not that shit. You're not putting out? That and, you know, I, I don't want this to sound any kind of way, but a lot of, I did not grow, okay, so the area mm -hmm. that I grew up in, there wasn't a lot of black kids. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So most of my friends were white. And um, when I would go out, even though my friends were getting hit on a lot, they were not talking to me. So mm. even if they were black guys, they still weren't giving me the time of day. And what was frustrating about that is because once they were around me, they would be like, oh, you're actually kind of cool. And I'm like, really? That's insane. Yeah. So there was a lot of assumptions being made about me. Yeah. And um, it was very frustrating. Yeah, that would be. I'm sorry that happened. I mean. Well, because that's you're just like, hey, get to know me. Yeah. I'm actually really, I it's, mean, look, I mean, your husband now, so you, you went on that one. Oh, but, definitely. <laughs> which we'll get to. We'll get yes, to we him, definitely but, will get to that. Yeah. yeah, going into that 28, 29, again, as I kind of started this, you definitely, at least from how I was reading on the paper, it did really seem like an, in, not only enjoyable time, but a memorable mm -hmm. transition from a 29 to a 30, even into 31. Um, leading up to that, were you anticipating turning 30? Like, did you kind of feel that you were yearning for that kind of change or did it kind of just get dropped on your lap in a sense? Because I feel like going into... 30s people always around that 27 oh you're approaching 30 everyone kind of <laughs> wants to build it up a little bit but did you kind of have that going into it or did was it just like rip the band-aid off and we're jumping in you know I just felt like I was really on the verge of change like a big change and mm. I needed it I needed that change and I have to tell you a funny story. So speaking of dating, so I just remember after I've kind of like my look kind of changed a little bit and this, I just remember being out and this guy that had kind of talked to me but totally ghosted me, mm. I ran into him and he was like, he didn't even know who I was at first. Oh. <laughs> he was like, mm. And then he realized who I was and he was just like, oh my God, and blah, blah. And I was just like, okay, gotta go. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. You know, like, kick yeah. rocks. Yeah. You know, okay. but I, it was just a great 
I knew that I had really changed for me. Yes. But there was a lot of satisfaction in being like, I ain't got time for you. Hell yeah, right that pretty now. woman kind of vibe. You know, that, like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we're coming Ooh, back. Ooh, I would have loved to see his face. That was, <laughs> that was awesome. Were like, your friends supportive and all of that? Like, did oh, they yeah. really embrace it too? Yeah. That's amazing. And you know what else was interesting about that is people treated me different, just random people. Mm. Like, I just remember, like, being in the grocery store or going to get my car serviced or, and I just noticed, and it really kind of made me sad in a way because I'm just like, you know, people would be like, oh, do you want to go in front of me? And I'm like, uh, okay, thanks. You know, mm. never happened to me before. Yeah. That. What do you think it was, like, change-wise? Like, was it an energy lifted from you? So you're just, like, walking a little lighter, change your hair. Like, what do you think was, like, biggest? I, I couldn't tell you. A, an accumulation so of all like self-confidence yeah. the way that unfortunately people are shallow and if yeah. you look a certain way I feel like people are nicer to people that they think are attractive mm -hmm. and that's a sad reality that is. yeah it's insane um one problem that I have with my kind of weight change and it still is lingering over is and Grace always comments on it is I'm yeah <laughs> I'm more sensitive um to people who may fall into that where I felt I was at one point, mm -hmm. um, now looking back, especially at ages where I remember feeling in the sense of like, I know I'm overweight, but I can't change this. And I do get treated differently. And it's like this battle in your head, right? And um, now when I see that, I get a little bit, um, I don't want to say triggered is the right word, but I'm definitely the first person to make a comment like, man... I, like, I wish I can help them or wish mm -hmm. I can kind of point them out and to have their own transition. But do you still have those kind of um, pre, uh, like pre-thought into your brain or um, thoughts into your brain about when you were back then, those insecurities, I guess is what I'm trying to say, because I still fight through those. Does that question make sense? Sorry. Um, yeah, like I definitely have a lot more empathy for people, mm. for sure, because we don't know what's going on with somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not always about food. Mm -hmm. You know, they could just have, they could have hormonal issues going on. They could have medical issues going on. They could be on some kind of medication that's made them gain weight. Like you can't just make assumptions and think that this person just can't stop eating. It's not always about that. Mm -hmm. you know? Especially though, I was going to say birth control, I feel like it's been a huge yes. one for a lot of my friends. Yes. Really? Massive. Yeah. Because it's hormones. Yeah. So even if it's non-low, uh, gain weight, even really? if it's like a non-low hormone, you still mm. like your body is going through a whole process with it. And I see that a lot. Yeah. Man, yeah. especially during that time, I feel like they were just handing, like getting everyone on. Even well, now, I, I feel are. like. Yeah, right? we still are. That's insane. Yeah. Um, so going out of, out of what did you do for your 30th birthday? We talked about your 25th. 30th birthday. What did I do? She's I have like, to I, think about that. Yeah. I got a bigger limousine. Yeah. In <laughs> I don't remember. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Where were you working? I'm sure we went out somewhere. Yeah. How big of a group of girlfriends like were you working or hanging out with at that point compared to high school? 30. I have a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really, I'm really blessed to have a lot, to, and people that I can actually call friends, not yeah. just acquaintances, but like true friends. And I have different groups of friends. Mm. So I have, you know, my friends that I've known since high school. I have my friends that I went out with, like in my twenties, that I was always with. You mm. know, and I have 
um, some friends that I made kind of in my, I'm going to say mid to late twenties. Mm-hmm. And those were the people that I probably were with the most. Mm. Um, and then I have friends that I made at church. And yeah. so I have my church friends, you know, so it's like, I have a lot of different, I have, I'm pretty fortunate. That's that amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like, um, Jeff who we hang out with, uh, and Kathleen, uh, he is similar in that way. And mm-hmm. t- would you contribute it to never maybe moving out of Phoenix? I feel that he always stayed not in a bubble in a sense, but just like around the Phoenix area. And luckily so did his friends. So it wasn't like people were moving around so much. They seemed to all kind of stick together kind of through those kind of tw- in your early twenties, people are going to move States to go to get a new job. And, um, it seems like, it's more common or was more common back then to meet friends in high school that you actually stayed with for a long time where like we've talked about this before. I have one friend that I stayed with in high school, but we both moved a lot. We both traveled a lot. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, I don't know. I think I might be personality thing. Cause then Kathleen would just rekindled her friendships. Yeah, I think just more then, personality. Like keeping those and putting that, in the effort. In effort. But I also yeah. think that I, because I didn't, really have a boyfriend Mm. I was available to spend a lot of time with people cool point of view Mm. yeah so you know it that connection is strong yeah you kind of saw your friends go off and kind of do the boyfriend molding and then leave for six eight months two years (laughs) and then come back and kind of go through those ebbs and flows yeah that's a great way to look at it yeah I think that has a lot to do with it Mm -hmm. because you know when you you meet somebody and you get you know you kind of not with your friends as much which is normal Mm -hmm. some people fall off the face of the earth absolutely which is (laughs) not another thing yeah (laughs) (laughs) like are you alive have some balance please oh my gosh Um, yeah but um but yeah I think that had a lot to do with it. Absolutely. What were your hobbies going into your 30s? <laughs> Besides going out and having Besides a class. Besides going yeah. out and <laughs> dancing. Um, I was in the choir. Amazing. So, yeah, you still I, sing? I was in the choir then. Was I in the choir then? I'd have to think about that. Because I was in there for, I was in it for 15 years. I've been out for probably six or seven. Oh, wow. In a church choir? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Was your family always in a church? No. No, no way. I mean, I say no. I mean, my parents grew up going to church. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really go to church a lot when we first moved here. Mm. And I think after my parents got divorced, my mom started going again. Got it. So, and then we started going back and I couldn't stand the church she was going to. Uh, and at, when I got old enough to be like, yeah, I don't want to go there. Yeah. I didn't go. What didn't you like about it? It was just boring uh-huh. and there was a lot of old people. I didn't feel any kind of connection. Mm. She had to go find some youthfulness. and Yeah, and I didn't go for a while. But then I, when I moved out into my own apartment, I think I had been in my apartment for maybe a year or two, and then I just felt this, that was part of my transitional phase. Okay, yeah. great. So you kind of you like dropped back that into that. that connection again. I felt this pull to go back. Wow. Yeah. The way, describing it as a connection is very unique. Like that... Yeah, connection, I guess, is the best word to pull back that. Do you ever feel that way? Have you felt that way? Oh, all the time. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. But I grew up, I mean, again, I grew up in a church as well, and so mm-hmm. there was, like, a different bond and memories mm-hmm. you have with, like, your youth group. And I, you know, my parents fortunately moved churches to find one that had more youth mm-hmm. around. Very yeah. cool. And so, yeah, so I have, I mean, not that I talk to a lot of them anymore, but we, like, catch up on 
Instagram yeah. or Facebook, but I really appreciate that because, yeah, it was, church was so boring. So <laughs> boring. Yeah. It was so bad. And I wasn't in the choir. It wasn't any of that. I just yeah. wanted to play outside and dick around, not not listen to any of the <laughs> yeah. sermons or practice my verses. Oh, yeah. Right. But and when you jumped back into it, did it feel like home again in a sense? Or did you did you get what you were looking not for? Really, I mean, there? I wouldn't... I don't want to say it felt like home only because... Not because I didn't feel like it was home, but because it wasn't like I had this strong connection prior and then felt that again. Mm. I just... I'm trying to remember how I even ended up... I feel like somebody... The church that I ended up going to, I feel like somebody invited me to go there for something. Mm. And I just remembered that place being so... I'd never been anywhere like that before. Wow. And then when I was in my transitional phase in my late 20s, I just... I thought, you know, let me... I'm trying to figure out where that place was. And then I, when I finally remembered, I went and it was amazing. Mm. And you, when in that, uh, the form that you filled out, you mentioned spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, where you mentioned, where is that what you were kind of going towards is do you relate religion with spirituality? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> heavy question. I, know, I don't know. I mean, <sighs> I guess I've never asked myself, do I've, I relate those I two? Struggle, I've been struggling with that for several years now. Mm. I just, with... The world the way it is, I have struggled with that um, because I feel like a lot of people that claim to be, um, I, they're religious people. They're not necessarily um, loving mm-hmm. spiritual beings, yeah. let me say that. And it, I find the hypocrisy of it really d- troubling. And yeah. so it's been a it's been something that I've been having to because I'm like you say you believe that but your actions and the things that come out of your mouth are not saying displaying that mm-hmm. and those yeah that moral compass that is typically associated with yes. the religion of your choosing yeah sometimes it's almost like that um, I'm waving a flag for one team but I'm really mm-hmm. not you know mm-hmm. in the my, my actions are not displaying that yeah. What do you? What's your answer on that? I don't think I've ever asked that. I love it. Spiritual to religion. Mm, I think it's a complex mm-hmm. answer, but I would say on the same thing. I feel like there's, um, there's a belief, and I think humans we're designed to do great, but also we have our choice to hurt as well. And unfortunately, when certain things are given to the hands of humans. We put our own uh, <laughs> rules and judgments and this is the way things should be and should not be. And and I think that has a big thing to do with why we have so many people also trying to make their own path, whether how extreme we think it is. They just don't feel connected anywhere. So, of course, they're going to keep going off and making their own community. And then no. someone from that community is not going to feel, like, relatable or connected, so they're going to go off and do something else that's different. Mm. And, and then we're so far from... I think where we are in naturally, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm a spiritual person. I have my beliefs, but the core of yeah. what I the believe core, hasn't yeah. changed. Yeah. Ooh, okay. That's a cool yeah, baseline. Like my, you know, me being in the choir and all that, that was really, that has helped me be the person that I am today. Mm. So that core of that it has not changed at all. Mm-hmm. But how I view um, certain uh, people or, you know, what people claim 
to represent what they claim to represent is I'm kind of looking at them sideways a little bit. Totally. Yeah. And, and going into that 29 to 30th, even going into 31, um, going back to the church, did you um, stay kind of in the church for those few years and then kind of venture off to do other things? Or how long did that kind of um, pull last for? Oh, long, like, it never went oh, away. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Says, hey. Oh, I'm sorry. So you, oh, yeah. but you rekindled it and it's still going. Oh, like yeah. It's still, oh, that's I amazing. Mean, you know, with COVID and everything, we mm-hmm. haven't been, um, and I'm not at that particular church right now. Yeah. Um, I still am connected with them. I mean. Absolutely, they're, yeah. So your circle. Yeah, You're those, are, so those are my church family, you know. But um, the the place that, that Rodney and I go, um, we haven't been that much since COVID happened. Mm-hmm. Now we are in the process of like starting to get back into it. But, you know, with our business, it was like, okay, we can watch this online and I don't have to worry about canceling a week's worth of yeah. business because I'm not trying to get sick. So, Absolutely. You know, so it was kind of a, you know, this is, I can, I can still get what I need and not put my livelihood in jeopardy. Absolutely. Okay. So we're, we're getting out of our twenties are over. Check the book <laughs> off on the twenties. You're yes. in your thirties now. Okay. And bring me through like your 31, 32, 33. You were saying you were living in an apartment, mm-hmm. going through this big transition. Feel like people are acting and looking at you differently. How did that kind of lead into that 30, you know, the 34? 435s was Kelly like at that point? I'm trying to hold on. Let me do some quick math. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 819101. Okay, so 33, mm-hmm. I believe that's when I purchased my townhouse. Oh my gosh, where at? Uh, 7th Avenue and Maryland. So it's just between um, Glendale and Maryland. Oh, yeah, so you were downtown. Like you were, mm-hmm. it's not, that's the, like not really. Well, isn't not that where quite. they have first, first Friday? No, oh, you're mean. thinking more like, like take Seventh Street where we go to Cock and Tails, mm-hmm. that restaurant. It's like a mile west of that, that way. And go go that way. Good job, guys. Sorry. You know, Central, where the bridal path is, and mm-hmm. I'm literally like a half a mile away from Oh, that. my gosh. It's amazing. Loved it. Yeah, I bet. You said it like I you loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I would, listen, I would still be over there if the prices hadn't gotten so crazy. Oh, yeah. Jeez. So that's amazing. So you bought it. Um, mm-hmm. When did your business come into play? Like when did you go from being at someone's salon to being at like your business or like not your brick and mortar, but were you always working for your LLC or your no, business? That yeah. Just so when happened did that change? Not that long ago. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So probably uh, almost a year before we went to do it. So it's been like four years. Oh, my no, gosh. Five years. Did you say bef- a year before you guys do it? Was fi- uh, four years this year. So it was a year before Duo came. Yeah, we've been in. Okay. Oh, so yeah, you're right. Almost five. Wow. Yeah. Would you ever think you were having your own business? Like, did you? Uh, no. No way. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> well, and that's because, so part of that time frame too. Well, you know what? That happened after I was, because I remember being in the condo and like laying on my floor, like what is going on with my life right now? Because mm. <laughs> I wasn't, my business wasn't where it should have been for how long I had been doing it. Mm. And so, um, what was the question? Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, you suck, suck me into laying. I love what it. We're doing. Yeah, going okay, into business. Yeah, so, okay, so I got I the, love your descriptive term. I'm sitting laying on my condo <laughs> acting like that's a moment in time that... I, I was really frustrated because I felt like 
my business was not, I mean, I'm like, you know, constantly looking at my schedule and stressing Mm. out because my books aren't full. And like, I wasn't, I wasn't focusing on the right things. Totally. And so I just had a moment of surrender Mm. where I literally laid on the floor and just was like, God, what do you need me to do? Like, I'm willing to do anything right now. I don't want to live like this. Wow. And like, I don't know, a week later, my friend called me and like, I was willing to like change careers. Like I was at that point where I'm like, enough. Yeah. A true surrender. I don't want to struggle. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my friend called, my friend Wendy called me. She has, uh, or she had a Pilates studio in Tempe and in this center, there was like a, it was like a quiet wellness center and there was different people, um, doing like, you know, kind of in our field, you know, Mm. massage Mm. and all that stuff. Mm. So there was this esthetician that I guess said, Hey, do you know anybody that could come work here a couple days a week or whatever? So she called me and she's like, Hey, this girl's looking for somebody. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's pretty far feasibly. I could come on Monday, but that's about I'm not going to be driving to Tempe and then driving all the way back up to Paradise Valley. Totally. So, I so I love I, that you think of it that way too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I went and met with her and, and in that I didn't work there for very long, mm. but she needed to like go to school to, she was going to real estate school or something to help her husband with his business. And within that, I learned how to dermaplane. Mm. which is a, like, I do them every day. Wow. Like, that was a game changer. Mm. So I learned a, a service for free. I didn't have to pay for the training. Wow. I was making money at the same time because she was paying me a portion of, you know, what I was filling in for her. But mm. she showed me how to do it. Wow. And that... And I mean, you have to ask Rodney, I was having nightmares about this because it's a, I mean, it's a blade Mm. and I'm like having nightmares about cutting somebody's face open and this, you know, it's, it's not, you wouldn't just because you're, you know, taking your time and you're being careful, but. Is it actually a blade? I didn't know that. It's actually a blade. Yeah, it's getting all the dead wow. skin and it's all the amazing. Gun. No yeah. way, it's that's like insane. So cool. It's like okay. the best thing. It's the simplest but best thing ever. I wonder what the origins behind that. Like, who was the first well, person? I mean, I would imagine from men shaving because it's men don't age the way women do because they're constantly exfoliating their skin by shaving. Oh my gosh, I did not know constantly, that. Constantly, yeah. Right? So totally. women, as a rule, don't do that. Our hair is different because it's called vellus hair. It's just, you know, kind of like peach fuzz. Mm. And so, but, you know, some women have more than they want, you know, and you get it off. But it also, with that, comes dead skin, too. So it's like getting those layers of dead skin off. And as you get older, that sloughing process slows down. Mm. So if you can just get to the newer skin and get that dead stuff off, then anything you do after that is going to be more effective. Absolutely. Uh, skincare products are going to be more effective. Your any makeup? treatments, your yeah. makeup goes makeup on better. It's so nice. You know, really? any, any mm-hmm. treatments you do, peels, LED lights, anything you do after that is going to be more effective. So it's just, a, that's like a staple. And then you build on top of that. And that's what you did. And I learned how to do that by doing this. Wow. And from that, I learned how to work with a sharp object. And so like a year and a half later, when 
I discovered microblading and what it was, I couldn't get to the class fast enough. Oh my god! Because I was just like, okay, that's what I thought that what you said is microblading. But it's also a blade. I mean, it's also a blade. But I didn't have this fear; wasn't there because I had already been doing dermaplaning. Wow. So me having that moment of like, what do I need to do? I'm tell me what I need to do. That full surrender. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I don't. I think I've had that in my own route, but I don't think, because we've talked about this, definitely have surrendered, but I don't think I've said, like, God, show me this or do this. Mm -hmm. I kind of am just throwing it out to the ethers, ethos, ethers, (laughs) whoever wants to pick it up, I'm just throwing (laughs) it out there. But um, it's cool that 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 memory, and that's what caught my attention so much is when you said I was laying on the floor of my condo. Like, those moments, regardless, again, of who you're trying to speak to or the guidance that you want, Mm -hmm. those moments are impactful looking back, whether that's a year, 10 years, 15 years, whatever. Um, and it's cool that that moment led to you starting a business, which I feel... Well, because I then became busy enough mm-hmm. to be able to, to feel comfortable to where I'm like, okay, I can comfortably rent and not be freaking out about how I'm going to pay my rent. Wow. Mm-hmm. Truly giving you that financial freedom. Yes. You know, and that will look different to everyone. I feel like I'm, we're quickly, I can say, I'm quickly realizing that financial freedom is not the same for everyone. We always are feeling like, well, what's enough? I want more, I want more. And sometimes it's just good enough to pay your bills and not make you feel, how am I going to make rent and how am I going to pay for this? If you can have that a little bit more... Having an having you know you you end up having to buy new tires and you're not panicking like how am I going to pay for this? Throw it on a credit card and hope to pay later. And you don't have to throw it on a credit card; you can just pay for Mm -hmm. it. Totally, that's insane. Is the best feeling, you know. And I just you know I'm so grateful. I can look back at you know prior to where I'm at now, and just be like, wow, that's just I never thought I would be. I would never thought I would be here. Absolutely. Not because I didn't believe, but just, you're just so frustrated at that point, you know, Mm -hmm. and things are just like, oh my gosh, when is this going to turn around? How do I get out of this? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the burning question I've had, where does Ronnie come into this (laughs) situation? Yeah, where's the boo? I met Ronnie when I was 36. Wow. Okay. So... Where at? Have yeah, give me the story. Okay. (laughs) I met Ronnie at... uh, Club Central. Oh, I was going to make a joke. But you're at the club. It all happened that way, and it totally we did. at Club Central. And, you know, it's funny. So this uh, my this girl that I was friends with um, kind of harangued me into going. I didn't even want to go. Because mm. at that point, I had been going out so much, I was over it. Right? I've been Six steady going out. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had slowed down a little bit by then. (laughs) I had slowed down a little bit by then, but, you know, I mean, I was over it. I'd been going out strong from 21 till, you know, Mm -hmm. and... um, Were you drinking at it? Like, did any point in your life you maybe had a little bit more than what your average drinking is compared to you? Or were you always pretty steady with it? I was always just not a big deal Mm -hmm. to me. Um, we went to happy hour. Cause she's like, just meet me. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I just wanted to go to dinner. Like, I'm like, yeah. can we just do dinner? Like, I'm just not trying to do all this, but I went bad attitude and all. And, uh, I'm standing there. She's talking to some friends that she, I didn't know them. So I really wasn't engaged in the conversation. And <laughs> probably from like the distance of me to you. And I hear this, oh, she's cute. 
oh yeah, she is. And I'm turning, I'm like, I can hear you all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, hello. Yeah. Um, we kind of chuckled about it and, and just like started that. chatting yeah. and, you know, I talked to him for a little bit and he wasn't, you know, I was impressed. He wasn't trying to like mm. throw some corny line at me or, you know, he was just real cool with it. And at first I didn't think he was old enough, like, you know, my age. I oh, was, really? I thought he was younger. And was that, is that a no-no? I just, you know, you're a different yeah. place in life. Totally. That is very true. Very You know, true. and I, I'm not the person to delude myself into like, okay, I can be with this 20-something-year-old person. Absolutely. I'm not even, I, I had that scenario once and mm. I was just like, you're cute and all, but. Yeah. And we're he just, asked for your number? Oh, he, yeah, we, we talked just for a hot second. But I just, you know, he's like, oh, you know, I don't care about your age. And I'm like, mm. I was like 32 at the time, I think. Oh, and I was like, Mm-mm. how much older are you? Or he's older, he's older than you? No, no, not Rodney. Oh. This is somebody oh, else. Oh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Okay. okay. No, but we're the same age. Rodney gotcha. And I. Okay. But um, so you know, he he's like, I'm old enough to talk to you, and I'm like, okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, we just you know, and we didn't actually. So we ended up talking on the phone. He was a private investigator at the time. Okay. So we ended up talking on the phone for a couple of weeks because he was traveling. Uh, Rodney, right? Rodney. We're talking about yeah. him. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah. Pi, no way. Yeah. I didn't know that. Ooh, That's interesting. Yeah, he has some drag. <laughs> and you. Yeah. another fun fact, he did a background check on me. Oh, he my, did a background yeah. I'm like, um, excuse me, sir. Your where is my report ra- about you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, those are redacted. <laughs> yeah, we're taking oh care God. of those. That's so funny. That's insane. He's like, I need credit score, background yeah. check. I need Same. no family. Good for him. Not, I had to do the same thing. I can't. I lie. mean, yeah, I feel like that, looking at you guys, who are you guys now, I would mm-hmm. say, um, it seems that both of you um i don't want to say the word have may have always been the counselors like you put it but i've always been um maybe secure like very grounded grounded that's the word i'm trying to say like both you are very grounded together do you guys feel that um you guys are a good blend because you guys kind of have different things are you guys more a little bit more similar and you guys um appreciated that with each other um I think that we are definitely both very grounded, but I feel like we've both done a lot of growing mm. and change, changing during our relationship. Yeah. In a good way. Absolutely. Yeah, when you can grow together, it definitely yeah, makes it a lot I, better. I, I feel like when you, when you know that the person has your best interest at heart and, but mm-hmm. has the, the, they love you enough to be honest with you mm-hmm. and can speak truth in a loving way, then there's that's when the growth happens because it's like okay i i want you to be your best self and know that if i'm saying this to you it's because i know that you're better than this mm-hmm. and you know you need to maybe take a step back and look at it and he's helped me with stuff you know and yeah. vice versa Absolutely. you know it's hard when somebody's telling you something you know like eh, you could probably work on this. Yeah. And you're like, uh, excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm perfect. What are you yeah, talking about? Come on now. Uh, but, Who are you um, talking to? I get you. The, yeah. But then you parents. realize, like, you know what? They're right. Yeah. Especially, and like, as you said it, they're doing it from a place of mutual growth and mutual respect versus someone who quote unquote is more successful than you trying to tell you how to run your business or vice versa. Mm-hmm. It definitely has always seemed like the quintessential partnership. Yeah. Whenever I see you guys together, yeah. it's never um, one above the other or 
one behind the other and with the growth, it definitely has always seemed partnership wise. There's definitely mutual respect. And I think that's why our relationship has been so amazing is because we do respect each other mm-hmm. and we don't do anything that makes the other person feel disrespected. Absolutely. There's no name calling. There's no cursing at each other. There's no, you know, not to say we don't get frustrated or upset, but yeah. you know, you can still, it's like, okay, do you need a minute to cool down? You know, mm. and you have to know I need a minute. You know what I mean? And let that person have their space. Yeah. So that you don't say anything that you can't take back. Because that person's never going to forget that you said that. Mm-hmm. They can oh. forgive you, but they're not going to forget it. The so. Big thing that Grace James taught me. Words are very, <laughs> oh very powerful. Oh, my gosh, yes. Well, I was going to say, I'm laughing because I'm thinking of the story. Um, COVID happened. Yeah, I think it was the beginning of COVID. And you, I were staying at the house. Uh, we were, I was renting a mother-in-law suite. And I don't remember we got an argument about, but I, like, needed five minutes because I will blow up. I just get red, and I will blow up. <laughs> and you, like, fix things right away, and it was one of those first moments where I was, like, just... And we were in this, like, little living room with a one-bedroom situation. <laughs> There's nowhere to There's go. There's nowhere, nowhere to go. To go. <laughs> and nowhere. I was, like, I just need... Like a few minutes, but he wasn't processing it, and I probably don't know how Clara was saying it because mm. we're just in the middle of this thing. And I remember setting a timer and be like, "You cannot come to this bedroom and talk to me <laughs> until this timer is up. <laughs> this is not going to be pretty." Yeah. And I set the timer, and it was like, "Okay, he and you did it." And then you just knocked on the door. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, it's been five minutes. Up. Up. <laughs> but I like at that point I was just laughing. But I just like I that was totally one of those like learning moments for me because mm-hmm. I have a temper and I know I have a temper, so I shut down mm-hmm. and walk away. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, instead, learning to cool down and then we can regroup. It was a really cool gift for me to learn and have a partner that respected that yeah. too. So it's hard to find two inside of you as a person going into a relationship. Well, the, for us, it was kind of, you know, in the last few years, so going into the 30, uh, but regardless of the age, going into a partnership where it does feel that different, mm-hmm. where those moments in time aren't um, received as a, a failure or something that you can't work through, those moments in time are, okay, we are going to figure this out, yeah. and we are a partnership, and it feels that I don't think I would have been ready to do that at any point in time leading up to when we did move into each other because oh, yeah, at that time not. we were working, I was working or trying to work through some of that um, ego-esque kind of mm-hmm. I'm the male in the relationship or I'm right in this argument. We were both very quick to kind of put that, I guess it probably was the timer that kind of shifted our world <laughs> a little bit, but yeah, we definitely now right feel that way. But I was going to say, I think too, it goes to your point. I think having that respect, like, you know, the best of our capabilities never have like talked down to each other never have called names like that mm-hmm. it's always been a really big thing for us mm-hmm. to try to do because we're putting each other in circumstances because i mean known each other a long time but just even having that trust of like hey you're going on the trip or, hey you're doing that please don't make me look like disrespected <laughs> even though mm-hmm. i'm not around and vice versa and, like yeah. think that was a huge thing that i personally never had so to, like have a partner who did that and yeah. yeah. beautiful I think also um, we genuinely want the other person to be happy. Mm-hmm. And while it's not the other person's responsibility to make yeah. you happy, mm-hmm. you genuinely care about the other person's happiness. And I think there's a difference there. Yeah, absolutely. Not, I don't expect Rodney 
to be in charge of my happiness. Right. Mm-hmm. I have to be whole and happy within myself. Absolutely. So that I can show up to the relationship in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. But he genuinely cares about me being happy. Yeah. And vice versa. I was so. gonna say the little things like putting your water out on the yes. counter ready for you. Yeah. How many it's years so uh, did that go down? He started figuring out how you like your waters. Um, I. You know, it's just he, he, I guess he just realized one day that like my, I have really sensitive teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I just, I, you know, it's just yeah. from um, issues with my gums and stuff. So I just, I feel everything like mm-hmm. can't drink iced things and. Ugh. <laughs> oh, that, that's the worst pain too. When right? you get that, it's like, terrible, right? That nerve reaction oh straight to it. So oh. yeah. So once he realized that he just is very, he's a very thoughtful, nurturing mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. And I am just. I'm like, thanks, Lord. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he hooked, he you, hooked uh, a girl up. Yeah. <laughs> you, like, you were extra good this year. So. Yes, yes, there you go. Um, I would say, what do you guys like to do for date night? What's your like top two go-tos? Um, so we recently went to the Seal concert, and I just think that that oh, was... Oh, we didn't even touch on music, which we definitely have to do in a second. <laughs> go ahead, Seal all day. Uh, we went to dinner, and we went to that, and it was just so fun. Oh. Like, I just... That's, like, such a fun date for me. Absolutely. Nice. And, you know, but we're easy. Like, good food, mm-hmm. which... You guys explore a lot of really different... Um, styles of food, which I appreciate because I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'm ballsy enough to touch that or <laughs> mm. that looks a little bit Really? Weird. Because I feel like we go to the same places all the do time. Do you? Oh. I feel like we do. I think it's a different palette that you guys frequent more, I feel like. Um, yeah, because because of gluten allergies. Oh, yeah. yeah I don't well, think but she's well, uh, Kelly's gluten-free. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I think we need to have, like, actually put it on the schedule and have a yes. date night yes. because I think then I could be a little more trusting of, like, what should I try? <laughs> you know? Where'd you guys go to dinner before Seal? We went to a Thai restaurant. Oh, downtown. cool. Oh, and they have gluten-free stuff. I guess the egg noodles, but the sauces are probably tough, yeah. Um, what uh, did I have? I had uh, curry. Oh, okay. I had yeah. curry. Have you ever had curry before? Not a curry fan. Oh, yeah. You don't like um, Indian food in general. We had oh, those yeah. kebabs. It's different, though. Thai, thai curry thai, and yes. Indian yeah. curry is different. Yeah, it's a little so bit So I think spicier. this is where I like to maybe I would Very I'll true. explore it. But then, too, you guys went to... An Ethiopian restaurant, or wasn't it you that told me? Or you went to we went to an African restaurant. African restaurant. Yes. Okay, that's what it was. What? And I was like, you were talking about the meats and the vegetables, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I could probably do that. <laughs> I could do that. What Maybe are they the Puerto serving Rican there? food yeah. and Ooh, Cuban Ooh. food? See, they, they said yeah. they Puerto go to the Rican. same places. Yeah, but we don't. <laughs> we, <laughs> we only been to a couple, but we like okay. those places, so we go back. Yeah. Okay. What yeah. What are you eating? What Vietnamese. you have at Oh, that's amazing. What did you eat at the African? Um, Restaurant, um, you know? Oh gosh, what did we get? Or what kind of are they, is it like a steakhouse? In I think sense? he got like uh, African food is is a lot of uh, stews. Mm. Everything is like a stew, so gotcha. it can be hard because okay. they use something called maggi. It's it's kind of like soy sauce, Ooh, basically, yeah. and they scared. they use that to season. But some of this I can't remember what I had because it got was it. a long time ago. It was last year. Oh, okay, we only gotcha. went to this place once. Okay, okay. But yeah, um, you definitely, you guys try some Jamaican other food. Jamaican food. Yep, yeah. never had. I'm in with that. Yeah. Let's travel around. We'll have a yeah, Yelp. We'll have a Yelp or it. Google and just go around. Let's do it. Um, okay. All right, so we did not talk about music, but let's I do, do have it. to touch base on Duran Duran. Oh, Lord, yeah. This is the cherry on top <laughs> that I just found out recently. When did you fall in love with Duran Duran? Yes, Give people me are the, very surprised and learn this about me. I know, it's insane. <laughs> I don't know them besides their one song, like off the top of my head. What but song? I'm, um... 
What's their main one? Hunger um, Like the Wolf? Yes, exactly. That's, I feel like that's the one that, that's the only one that I can pinpoint. Rio? But I don't the know. The Reflex? All these I rubbing it, I'll I cut it. Ordinary a World? Of, see, it, it, now you're going down V-Tracks. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> No, Ordinary World was one of their um, biggest hits. Yeah, so like go. It came out in the '90s. And it, for do like your friends like them? Did you just gravitate for a specific reason? Uh, like why Duran? Oh, okay, great gotcha. school. My friends. Uh, so I had. So this is why my musical taste is all over the place. Mm -hmm. So I had my friends in grade school, which I was the only black. Uh, there was literally me and two other black kids in our class. Wow. Everybody else was, and not even a lot of Hispanic kids. Mm. Which is so crazy because, I, again, now following behind you, like, in that area, not that really Well, at by all. the time I got to high school, it was a little bit better, but then they oh. were all in lower grades than me. Mm. So mm. I wasn't, you know, I'm too cool to be talking to Too cool for school. So, yeah, I had my group of friends, and we, I mean, we listened to a lot of different kinds of music, but... Um, you know, the whole British invasion was happening, mm -hmm. you know, so you had Duran Duran, you had Simple Minds and U2 and okay. um, coming over. Depeche Mode and um, Depeche Howard Mode. Jones. I, and I, was, I was all about it. Yeah, you were hooked. All about But then I had my brother who was listening to, you know, um, Tribe Called Quest mm -hmm. and Run DMC and, you know, all the hip hop and rap stuff yeah. that was coming out so and what were your parents listening to you at the time do you remember uh, they yeah like my dad is a big whispers fan oh uh, what who whispers. the whispers the whispers oh i don't know who do, that is you're oh gosh. i'm sorry do you know who that okay, is okay mr dj oh, okay i that i if maybe if you rock give me steady? a song um you've never heard the song rock steady rocks i'm looking rock it up we're steady, doing steady it. rock of you let's find you can only play 15 seconds though <laughs> But we have to get into the habit or you can get sued. Um, there. Yeah, uh, my dad was a big Whispers and the OJs. Okay. And, uh, well, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay. So then I, you know, I have you that. Got that whole, yeah, absolutely. You know. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I do know the song now. Okay. I feel like your father listened oh, yep, to this. Oh, yeah, I know the song. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So my dad karaoke all the time, and that was his karaoke oh, yeah? genre. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So that's how I got. Um, so it was my friends. They were really into it, and then mm -hmm. I just got obsessed. And you literally could not see my wall because I had so many posters. I wish uh, kids had posters. I don't feel like ever. <laughs> had I, posters. I, no, like now. Like Carter, I'm not oh, walking. He, yeah, my nephew is way in sports, so he mm -hmm. has, like, not even posters, he, but, like, photos of people on the like, wall. I, I think just personality difference, too, maybe, like, what parents allow, because my sister Rachel's not, I mean, she's 19, but even her growing up, it was more like she had pictures and Polaroids and posters like all over. It just looked a little bit different. Mm, gotcha. Were they of bands though? But sometimes artists, sometimes she had pictures of friends or she had like, we created a big chalkboard for her so she could write on it and she would put like other things. But her walls literally were covered with stuff. could buy a magazine and there was like a big old poster yeah. inside. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, centerfolds. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know what you're talking about there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tiger Beat, sorry. Tiger Wait, Beat. Are they not all called centerfolds? Or centerfolds just nudie magazines? I was thinking the nudie mags. I know, Perv. Uh, you make me sound <laughs> that way. I was thinking the poster in the I think, I, Tiger, I think it was called Tiger Beat. No? 
Okay. I don't know. I'll take your word on it oh, over I, us. Yeah. It was a long time ago. But um, yeah, I, and I have never, I have never, I've followed them through this whole, and people are like, oh, they're still around. I'm like, you better recognize they've been making music. <laughs> they've been making music this whole time. Yeah. They came out with an album two Two years ago? Oh How was it? A year or two? Great. <laughs> oh, of course okay. she's going to say because she loves them. <laughs> well, there was a couple that were like, eh, uh, Okay, okay. I'm still your girl, There's but, your you know, not your best. <laughs> My gosh. And you've seen them. Oh, A couple yes. times. Oh, yes. I would love to go to Duran. And Rodney actually with went with me. You'd yes. be shocked. I'm telling you, you'd be shocked at how many songs you know. That, that's what I feel like they are. You play the, their top t- 10 catalog, and you're going to sing along to them. at least the chorus of eight out of 10 of them and not even know <laughs> oh, that. Exactly. Song, yeah. Absolutely. See, the, the problem is, though, uh, the music nowadays in 10, 20, 30 years, that it's not going to happen. Like, there's not a lot of music mm-hmm. out. The mainstream music, of course, there's yeah. great music. Probably Ed Sheeran's, the Bruno Mars, like those mm-hmm. are trans that are transcendent trans. They'll span a lot yeah. of generations. <laughs> like transgenerational, yeah, something like that. Transcendent over generations, I don't know, but I don't feel like that's like there's not a Duran Duran of our like in the they last. They were like they took they over. They were literally massive. one of the biggest bands it, during from like 19 what 82 mm-hmm. to like 1984 or five. Yeah, they were. They hit the cross the pond. They did all, and mm-hmm. I, all those bands that you mentioned, like you even said when she said Depeche Mode, we were like, oh yeah, we know them. I don't feel like you're gonna hear about like Little Nas X and <laughs> going across years, the. You know, like, yeah. It's not gonna happen. That I don't crazy. know. Christina Aguilera is going to Mexico. I mean, she's yes, doing her she's, Latin thing. Yes, that's not very saying true. I know what it what it's gonna look like, but <laughs> she's trying. She's trying. Um, to make it. Okay, so we have gotten up. A pretty much to somewhat current day. Mm-hmm. I feel like we missed a couple of years there, but I'd love to hear what you're expecting for the next four years. Not expecting, but what you're hoping for, goals. your goals. Like kind of where feel like you have had a lot of big moments in your life, mm-hmm. and it seems that you and Ronnie are very um, happy, and you've done a lot of work, but there's always going to be more work to be done. So give me like yeah. a four years for both yourself and then you as a couple. Or family? Um, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> um, I would like for us to finally be able to take that honeymoon that we never actually took. Oh, no <laughs> way. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's one thing that... Take the hint. Hint, hint. Well, no, I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. just, you know, it, it's just we're being responsible, right? Absolutely. You know, you kind of are like, oh, we're going to do this. And then it's like, you know, well, yeah. should, do we need to do that? Like, I, we have all this other stuff we really need to take the care of, you know. six months yeah. ago. Do we really need to? I get you, So sure. we were being responsible, and that's okay. Absolutely. You know? So, um, yeah, that's one. Okay. Wait, wait, where I do you want to go on your honeymoon? Ideally. If you could pick anywhere and known money amount, add it on there. Where would you like to go? I know that Rodney has dreamed about going to Greece. No way. Yes. Oh, why like, is that? I would come home and he's literally watching video logs on YouTube about Greece. Oh, he's just preparing. He's <laughs> Buy that ticket. He's known where he's and going, I, how long. Yeah. Crazy part. I did like a report on Greece when I was in grade school. Oh, my God. So I also would love to go to Greece. That would be amazing yes. if your mom found that. She's like, here's your report. Right. And then you're to go there, <laughs> there, 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 there. Yeah. You know, I'm be keeping stuff. So. Yeah. Um, also, I would like for both of us to be, you know, reach our goals um, career-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 
really very happy with where I'm at, and but I'm, I know there's always room for growth, yeah. and I want to continue to grow my business and you know maybe branch out into I have some ideas mm-hmm. that I'm thinking about and I'm I just need to execute them yeah mm-hmm. um and then for him also he has goals for himself and I would love to see him reach those amazing um you know just stuff in our house that yeah. I mean you know simple things you know I, I really am really grateful right now and so I would just love to see um that continue. Yeah. You know, that we are, I look back at where we were and I look at where we are now and it's, it's, it's just a crazy, it's like one of those things where you, you kind of in, in certain moments in your life together, you kind of are like, we're going to laugh about this one day. Totally. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's not that funny right yeah. now, but <laughs> we're going to laugh about this one day. And then we're getting to the point where we're looking back at stuff and we're kind of like, remember? Isn't that crazy? It is. And especially with the growth that you guys have had, both personally, but as a family, mm-hmm. it does seem that the trajectory is going up, which is really nice. And, you know, multiple different um, factors in your mm-hmm. both of your lives. But I can genuinely say every time I see either you or him or you together, it does feel very positive and energetic. And um, it's not only contagious, but very inspirational too, which is really cool to see Mm -hmm. that. Having those reflective moments back Mm -hmm. from where you are to back then, I'm excited for us to have that in the next few years and where our goals are. And um, it's cool to be able to have a conversation with someone who I see so much but to be able to hear not only about these stories, but the fact that no matter what age you are, the idea of continuing to grow should never go right. away, you know? Well, and, you know, Rodney especially. I mean, we both do, but Rodney but I, I truly believe that you are blessed so that you can help others. Mm. And he has a heart to help people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I would like our growth to be to the point where we're, we really are in a position to like do everything that he envisions being able to do to help other people. Cause it's really is his heart. Ugh. And I just, I see that and it just makes me love him more. Cause he's just so giving. Absolutely. He really is that guy. And so I, that's a, one of the reasons that I would like for us to grow in that sense, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not to have more because we need more, but so that we can Provide do more. more for other people. Absolutely. That's such a core thing, uh, tying it quickly back to religion. I always feel like that is something that, like you were saying earlier, if it is a through and through person who is following those morals or guidelines, however you want to mm-hmm. word it, that idea of position yourself to be able to give back is definitely something that is very common amongst people who were either born or born into it or find that um, connectivity in that a religion of some sort. Um, so it's cool that you guys are finding that on more of a grander scale yeah. to kind of take it to the masses, which is really cool. Um, this is amazing. Thank you so yeah, much for this. You're welcome. Thank you. How do you feel on your first podcast? Thanks for having me. I loved it. It's good, I right? I just feel like I'm talking to my homies. Isn't yeah. it crazy? That was like an hour and a half. Was like it? an hour and like 15, 20. Oh, Isn't wow. that the craziest thing in the it world? Is. It goes so fast. It does. And it's happy birthday. Yeah, happy oh, birthday. Thanks, Cheers. guys. Cheers. Well, 
Thank you all so much for making it through another session 13 of At My Age podcast. Thank you, Grace, for being an incredible host. And of course, thank you, Kelly, for being a phenomenal guest. If you're interested in hearing more about her services, you can reach Kelly at, at and through her Instagram on Kelly Davis Beauty, all one word, K-E-L-L-I Davis, D-A-V-I-E-S Beauty. Definitely reach out to her. She does an incredible work. And of course, if you're interested in reaching out to Bryson um, for his services, MC, DJ for either a wedding, a party, a pool party, whatever the case you may have, you can reach him at his Instagram at yeahboy, DJ Breezy all one word, or the DJ Breezy, B-R-E-E-Z-Y.com. Either one of them are incredible to have as uh, resources in an upcoming party, or if you just want to make yourself feel good, Kelly is the person to go to. Thank you all so much again for tuning in for session 13. We will have multiple sessions coming out in the near future, but until then, enjoy your life, live it to the fullest, and we will talk to you soon.